You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Noah Scott signing on with another incredible guest. Our guest today, Pam Barsh. She's an author, medium, spiritual coach, energy healer, hypnosis practitioner, and mindfulness guide. After experiencing a serious illness, she embarked on a healing journey, which opened her spiritual gifts and the understanding that everyone has the power to heal through love energy. In addition to her master's in psychology with a focus on mind, body, spirit, wellness, she trained in Reiki, crystal, chakra, and energy healing, as well as other uh, hypnotherapy and past life regressions. Welcome to the show, Pam. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. It sounds like I do a lot of different things. I know when people hear, they're they're amazed that I have trained in so many different modalities and I'm interested in all this stuff. It just kind of is like I lead wherever I just have an interest or curiosity. And I find that when I'm talking about working with clients that need healing, I want to have different tools. So that's where I have all of that kind of like, you know, a bag of tricks where I can like pull Mm. something out and tap into my spiritual connection and my intuition and figure out what people really need. Yeah, that's so it is. It is the way it goes. Like, it's the same thing. Like, you know, if somebody is a graphic design, but they also know typography, there's, uh, you know, video. It's, it's, it's fascinating when you really think about how many tools are you can use to talk about spirituality. So, you know, just let's, let's dive in real quick, just so we can get a chance to know a little bit about where you're coming from, Pam. I think it's always good to start with a story. And on the show, this show is really about reaching for your dreams and, and accomplishing big things. Take us to a story of a time that maybe you set out to achieve something and maybe the odds were stacked against you, but you went forward anyway. Well, I do have a very good story about this. And that's really why I do the work that I do. When I was in the earlier parts of my life, I always had in my mind that there was something that I was supposed to do here. And I knew it was something big that I needed to contribute and help people. But I just kept putting it to the side. And I kept feeling called to write. And I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know what I was going to write on. And so I put that you know, out of my mind. I, I was doing other jobs. I was following other paths in life. I wasn't doing any writing at all. But I just kept feeling that pull towards that. And I think if I had written earlier on, you know, I would have gotten obviously some practice with it and learned as I went went through it. But I think I wasn't ready for it because my life experiences weren't going to match with my writing yet. So going through more difficult times in life where I was feeling ill and tired, my energy was depleted and a lot of different things were just not aligning with me. That's where it sparked this desire to write about that, to show people how they can tap into their power to make their dreams come true through their energy. Like how can we shift our thoughts, our feelings, um, the way we connect to our heart space to open that up and find our true path. So for me, I had this big illness where I was just bedridden for almost a whole year. And during that time, I started to connect to my spiritual purpose more. And I remember I got so close to being, I mean, I was so sick that I nearly crossed over 
And when I did that, had that experience, that near-death experience, I told myself the one thing I still wanted to do is I wanted to write a book. And in my mind, though, I'm thinking at the same time, but can I? Can I write a book? You know, you have that way that you limit yourself. If you've always done certain things, you have a certain identity. Maybe you have a certain career path or whatever's going on before then. And you think, oh, how can I do that? That's that's so hard. Or that's for other people that are already doing that. You know, they're all are they're accomplished. They're big authors or whatever it is. They're like doing big things in the world. But we all have the ability to tap into whatever our gifts are to bring it out more. And so I just told myself I can be anybody. I can just start to see myself differently. I have to see myself differently. You know, other people may still judge me at times or they may look at me like, okay, what I did, did she come up with now? Like she's going to do all this stuff. This is so crazy, right? But for me, I just had to block all that out and say, nobody else can decide what my life is. Only I can. I'm the one living it. I'm the one that's coming here for the, the purpose that I am. I'm the one that's going to help to show people that they can open up too and believe. And if I can heal from all that stuff, that was so difficult and come out of it and not only heal from it, but be better and write and write about it and put that into a book form and actually publish it. I mean, that is like a big thing. I shifted my whole life. I've started doing all this spiritual work aligned with it too. So it just gradually shifted as I changed my thoughts about it and said, okay, well, what if I can do that? What if I just did it? You know, what would that be like? Yes, there's so many valuable lessons in this. And the the one that really comes to mind is this concept of of the imposter syndrome and mm -hmm. realizing that even the most prolific writers who have the most fame, they all started with zero pages. Everybody yeah. started to and they had to cross that threshold from zero to one, from one to two, to two to three to mm -hmm. four. And we all are made of the same stuff ultimately. And it's really incredible when you can give yourself that permission to let go of the judgment and just go. That's really, really, really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. doing that, it actually allowed me to write that was something that was more purposeful. It wasn't like I was following a formula or trying to impress somebody it was me, you know, going into my higher self and connecting and, and really bringing in something that was a good inspirational point for people, like letting it be whatever it needed to be, whatever came to me that day. That's what I wrote about. If I started to get a sign or a synchronicity, like I would have different weird things happen. I'd get little images in my mind and I would just go with it. And I'd sit and start writing. And I, like you said, it takes time. Like, it's not like you're going to write a book in a day, but you can do it over time. And so I just told myself, just write a little bit every day and see what happens and what comes of it. And I didn't even know really when I started what it would end up being. Like I did, I had kind of an overview of the overall energy of the book and what the topic would be, but I didn't know how much it would expand until I started to write. And when you're doing that, like you're getting in the zone, it's like when somebody's creating like an artist or a musician or, you know, anybody that's being in that more of that creative zone, you just get into that place where you forget about time. You forget about everything else and some magical stuff happens. And then I would look at what I wrote and I'd be like, did I write that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized that I was working with, you know, the higher plane. So it wasn't like I was just doing it myself. I had support. And so that's why it was coming across that way. Yeah. It's, it, that really is incredible. 
Let's 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 dive in a little bit about some of the things that you are particularly um, excited about in you know coming up in the future, and this can be. Um, this can be from your standpoint of your own career, some of the projects that you're working on, or it can also just be something that you're seeing in the world. Well, right now I'm very excited for my book that's going to come out for sure, because it has been you know, a process to, to go through and like release it into the world. So I'm going to be publishing my book in the spring, and it's called Shine From Your Soul, the one that I've been talking about. So that's the most exciting point for me right now is just to have that out so people can finally get that information. But there's so much more that I want to do. I definitely want to get out and, you know, speak to people in person and help them with healings and to receive more from spirit, to connect more in that way, to be able to include it in their life every day. So I definitely want to do more things hands-on with people when we can get together more in person. I'm going to do a lot of things online too, but Mm. I definitely want to have that in-person experience because there is something about that when you have like a room of people and everybody comes and they gather and there's something about the way people are drawn to something and they Mm -hmm. all have like a similar story or they have like the same like experiences. And that's why they were coming together is because they, they can help each other too. It's not just about me bringing my stories like everybody else kind of sharing too. And you tap into a certain energy, like the frequency of the room, you know, can be like amazing and kind of open you up more and activate you so that you can do that thing where you're like being your true self and not holding yourself back, no limitations whatsoever. And just going and doing everything you want. You have to think of it this way. How long are we going to be here? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we just think we have forever and ever, and, you know, we'll just keep doing this thing every day where we keep putting off things that we want to do. But honestly, what I learned from my experience was I don't have forever and I need yeah. to go ahead and put things out so that I don't regret not doing those things. And I leave something behind for people. Oh, so beautiful. And I'm very glad that you brought that portion up about in-person connection and how essential it is. And, you know, it's this thing that how long are we going to be here? It's, it's, it's what a beautiful question because, you know, that we can put these relationships off, but for how long it's, it's so important to have that in-person connection. And, you know, I really, I personally, I can't go a day without being around people. That's why I work in public. And it's just, I, I was dying during pandemic. It was so rough. Mm -hmm. What, um, what are some of the things that you that you tell the people that you're working with? Um, we're talking about some of the the tips and mm-hmm. tricks that you share when you're working with them. In particular, like what are some maybe some practical tips that you can share with the listeners here um, that you found particularly helpful for some of the people that you work with? Well, a lot of the times I find my clients are a little stressed out from life, right? They're you know doing too many things. They don't realize how much. They're not even doing the simple thing of just breathing and, you know, taking deep breaths and just even being silent more or hearing yourself, like hearing what is important to you rather than just keep going to the next thing. So one of the first things I always tap into with clients is to see how much do they need to do that? Because until they can come down into that place of calmness a little bit more, it's hard for them to make shifts because they're still trying to go at a different pace that that frequency doesn't really align with them. It's actually something that's created from our physical world of thinking we have to accomplish so many things or, you know, 
maybe get attached to the material world too much, or maybe not be connected to the earth or what our true self is. And so if I can work with them and just have them first, just get grounded and be in that mode of breathing more that it helps for them to follow the rest of the path when I work with them. And then beyond, beyond that, I talk a lot about chakra balancing and alignment. And some of that has to do with just um, a feeling or an emotion that might be in the chakra something that might've happened to them. Sometimes it's a thought though, that could get in there. That's, you know, maybe a belief that doesn't work. That's you're kind of holding yourself back saying things like I'm not good enough, or, you know, I'm worried about that thing and, and afraid to do that because that's something I haven't done before. And so you just look at, I look at, I see colors, I see, you know, the aura, I see the chakras and like, what could be there, whether that's, something mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual. And so I'll kind of note that with clients to see, is there something that they could work on more? Do they need outside and ground and, you know, work with their root chakra or do they need to open their heart more and just kind of give themselves love and work with the heart chakra? So depending on where they are with that energy, how balanced or, or if it's not in, in alignment, I will do certain things depending on what is needed there. Mm, yeah. So it's, it's definitely out of my realm of expertise. I'm not, I'm, I don't know any of any, anything around there, but so how does that work in terms of like for a normal person to know, okay, if I'm, if, if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, to, to just do a quick reset on your chakras or whatever, to make mm-hmm. sure that, all right, maybe I don't have the time to go visit a professional. What are some things that I can do at home to just like, uh, yeah. get some good energy in. Right. Well, it does start with the breath. That's the most important part. And even if you only took five or 10 minutes to just relax and listen to music or breathe, or even walk outside on the grass, just do whatever you can that gets your mind away from the normal worries and things you want to turn your mind off is the key. Mm. And then you can begin to feel the flow of energy through your body. There's other things that will this, like you can do yoga and Tai Chi and things like that will start to move the energy because what you don't want to have is stagnant energy. Mm. When you have stagnant energy, that's where a lot of things can collect and you will get stuck in certain things. Like you'll, if you're real anxious or um, depressed or just any kind of things really weighing you down and you can't get the motivation to do something, it's often because your energy is not moving because you've been kind of maybe sitting too much or just keep thinking the same things. You know how that gets if you sit in a, the same spot Let's say you sit in a chair every day and you could be at work, who knows? And you think how much you don't like something, right? Yeah. And you keep thinking it over and over and over again. Well, that just keeps that thought in that space, right? And it makes that stagnant energy in you. And then every time you sit in that space, what happens? It like turns something on in you to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. You have to start to bring your awareness to when you have those things that's okay, that's limiting thought, or that's not really helping me, or am I like being the best version of myself? Let me just go do something and distract myself, you know, and and like kind of check in with a different way, like connect my spirit more. So I just suggest basically being simple, whatever will distract you from your mind. It could be <laughs> anything. You could be drawing on a piece of paper, you know, like or listening to a podcast, you know, like we're doing the podcast now. So it's like anything that makes you feel better and keeps you out of that overthinking mode. I love how you articulated that. It's so, it's so, uh, when you kind of recognize it, it's like, oh yeah, that, 
I can see that, you know, if I've had a particularly long day of just looking at a screen, I'm, I go home, like, oh, I feel like a zombie. So yeah, it's, it's really powerful to just get that movement in. Um, as we're, we're working towards wrapping up, I, I have one, one final question or actually two, one final, one question. Um, this is one of my favorite questions that I ask everyone on the show, because I, I really believe that through making better decisions and then using a, a inspiration from the show to get the courage to act on those decisions, we can really achieve incredible things. And so the question I, I ask is really about frameworks for making decisions. And these can be small decisions throughout the day or a big life decisions. Do you have something that you found to work particularly well when you're faced with a difficult decision? It can be a mental model or a framework that you found. Um, I think I, I'm very intuitive. So I feel things a lot. I do the feeling thing more than anything. And so other people may use thinking more. There's different ways that we use senses and the ways that we determine what our decisions are going to be. So I think for the person who's making that decision, it would be best to use whichever is your strongest, because a logical person probably isn't going to go into the feeling part as much. They might need a checklist or, you know, like to have some sort of map that they're laying out, you know, to make it make sense. But for me, it's like I have to kind of start to do things and take actions. And I do talk a lot about that with manifestation, just starting to take little actions to see now how does that feel? like the first step that I take, okay, I did that now. Did that feel like that was a good step or did I kind of go to the side too much and I need to go back over here because that didn't feel like it was the right thing. So I do this a lot with myself when I'm doing the next thing for my trainings. If I want to learn something, I'll take a class. I might take a short little mini class and say, okay, what does this feel like to me? Does this feel like something I want to implement? And if it doesn't, then I can just say, okay, well, that was a cool experience, but I don't think I'm going to use that. But if it's good, then I can go and do more and see where it goes. And sometimes what I do with clients too, is I might use different modalities, but I can always change my focus. Like maybe there's a period in time where I want to be more focused on doing more hypnosis and mindfulness activities. And then maybe at a different point in my life, I feel called to do more of the mediumship stuff. So it just depends on where I feel, where are my clients coming from and what are their needs and what do I feel like is the best decision for me too, that makes me feel like I'm following my purpose and, you know, I'm getting that thing that's I'm connected to the path. So I just kind of discern it by taking the actions and, and feeling it. And if it, it's okay, if it doesn't work, like I feel like if we do something and we're never really making the wrong decision, we're just basically learning and evolving and growing. So to me, I'm learning from everything. Sometimes I learn more from decisions that don't work out the best, you know, like that teaches me something too. And spirit's probably laughing at me half the time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they probably are. I'm, I'm sure they've had lots of good laughs at my expense, but yeah, it, it's really empirical. It's kind of a it, very, it's, it's funny how, even though we're saying this is more on the feeling side, there's so much empirical mm. process that goes into this, getting the feedback and then evaluating that feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's really fascinating how um, closely aligned both the feel and the, whatever the, the logical side are. It's, it's really mm-hmm. fascinating. So mm-hmm. let's wrap up with a final question here. Um, if you could sum up your most impactful life advice or life lesson or some advice that you heard from a friend to 30 seconds or so, what would that advice be? 
I would say the most important thing is just to love yourself as much as you can and feed yourself all of that energy before you go and do the things you want to do in the world, because you want to be in that strength, in that alignment, so that when you stand in front of other people, they can see that and they will do that too and be inspired. Absolutely. So Pam, how does everyone uh, get in touch with you? How do they support you? Um, all the good well, stuff. You can go to my website at pambarsh.com. And then I have a YouTube channel, Shine From Your Soul. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. And if you go to my website, you can sign up for my free ebook. And you'll be on my email and be notified about all of the upcoming courses that I'm going to be doing, lots of videos. And then, of course, in the future, more in-person workshops and, and events that people can attend. Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here, Pam. Thank you. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.